in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello, welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Toa Sokol, and joined by my co-host and uh, crawdad-loving buddy, Chris Tour. Today's episode, we're viewing the coming-of-age murder mystery, Where the Crawdads Sing. This is based on a novel by American author Delia Owens, and... Uh, this film was produced by Reese Witherspoon and directed by Olivia Newman. So this is an interesting one because we haven't had uh, one of these since uh, our, one of our reviews on Dune, uh, a film that uh, you know one of us had read the source material. I heard about this movie coming out. Chris and I were like, oh, check it out. And so I was like, ooh, I got some time. I'm going to just devour this book. 400 some pages. I got this. So, of course, you know, read it up, finished it. And so we were interested to see, you know, it's always kind of a gamble when you have uh, a book that's very beloved or, you know, this is this is a, this book came out 2018, big, big hit. Um, and then kind of seeing how this would translate into the movie. Uh, we're not going to spoil anything, but Chris, give us a brief synopsis of where the crawdads sing. So this film is set uh, over the time period of the 1950s and 1960s. Uh, we follow our main character, Catherine Clark, who goes by the name of Kaya. And, uh, she has been accused of a murder that has happened in town or what is an accident thought to be a murder. Uh, and because of her growing up and living mostly by herself in the marsh, uh, she's known as Marsh Girl. She's uh, easily targeted as an outsider and as someone that easily could have been pinned on that did this crime. We meet this uh, lawyer figure who takes a chance on helping her knowing that he's kind of known her since she's been a young girl. And yeah, this film, you know, uh, I remember you said you read the book. Uh, my fiance just picked the book. She wanted to read the whole book before we went and saw the movie. She did. And it is hard. Whenever you adapt a book into a movie, you'd always think as, as the consumer, as the, uh, the one experience in the film, you're like, why don't they just do exactly, you, you don't need a script. You have the script. It's right there. They wrote it already. Well, especially the book is only like 400 some pages. So it's not a long lengthy book. It's not a long read, but you know, when you, when you adapt it into a screenplay, which, uh, you know, that was one thing I looked up was uh, Lucy Alibar here, who is the screenplay writer of this. This is her third film. So she's not done a lot. And I think, uh, I think it shows. It's not that I think it was a bad job, but, I think it's hard when you take the source material and you kind of have to push it one way or the other in terms of genre. I've heard a lot of uh, some people's beef with this film is there's a bit of a, you know, difference of tone here and there. I think from the trailers, what I got was this is a mystery crime thriller and you get to experience about her backstory of why she would be looked at as a potential, you know, target of who maybe did this crime. Really, for me, as the film went along, it felt much more like this is a romantic drama that happens to have this court case in it. And I wanted more of the actual like mystery crime element to it. I thought that was going to be more about what this was going to be. Um, and to me, honestly, it played a very small part in the film as a whole. We don't need a full-on detective story here where they're really tracking down every single element of how did this this body end up in the marsh 
but I, I thought there was going to be more towards that. And it felt much more like a great, yeah, it is definitely a coming of age story. We get to see a lot of backstory of her from a kid to where she is today. And, you know, we just came off Taylor of watching um, under the banner of heaven. And that was my first real introduction to Daisy Edgar Jones here as the lead character. Kaya. She's fantastic in this. She's, she really does. Yeah. This is my, this is my third introduction. I, I saw this and then her, film with uh, Sebastian Stan fresh which is kind of this little romantic horrific one so yeah she's coming off of quite a few so I thought the casting I thought she's after reading the book and seeing this and then love to hear your opinion Chris I thought the casting overall was really good but what the book did very well that this movie could have shown is more of that she kind of how she struggled because in the book she does struggle a lot to survive. She has to learn how to cook. She has to be more resourceful. And, you know, she's living in the swamp. She doesn't really have, like, access to a lot of things. But she looks, like, well-kept and everything like that. She, you know, there wasn't really a sense that, you know, that she's kind of really wary of people. And she's just, you know, she feels more at home in the marsh. She's feel just kind of awkward around people. So, but what I, I got more from the movie than the book unfortunately was it felt like i said this chris it feels very much like a in the spirit of like a nicholas sparks film or uh it just it's just it was a little too sappy i wanted a little bit more edge a little more grip and we talked about this um and i wanted more of the danger of living in the swamp i mean it's set during the 50s but it doesn't feel like it's really in the 50s at all it feels like it could be almost too almost kind of modern for really yeah and I agree with you. I think um, it was actually one of the beefs that my fiance had was it didn't seem like they 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 were like, how do we showcase that she's had to survive this long by herself? Because she gets basically abandoned by her family by age like seven or eight uh, left in the marsh. So she's a very young girl when she is originally abandoned and has to start surviving on her own. And for her now to be probably like 18 or so, or, you know, whatever age, young adult, uh, that the main part of, uh, part of the movie takes place, it would feel that more appropriate to have her be a little grimier, a little dirtier. Um, they obviously show moments where she gets very timid or scared when people come by, but then there's other scenes where she's completely comfortable being in town, talking to people. She, she just goes into town when she needs to buy things. And I think if they were trying to showcase that she's adaptable or she's able to kind of blend both worlds. It needs to be more uh, set in the tone because a lot of it comes off like this rom, you know, rom-com without the comedy. It's not really a comedy at all, but you know, we have a lot of uh, time with uh, Tate who is played by Taylor John Smith, who was a great character t- teaches her to read. And like, you know, they obviously stir up quite a relationship, but then later we get Harris Dickinson who we just watched a few months ago in the King's man be very much this dashing young British, you know, going off and fighting with Ray Fiennes. And then in this, he is the complete opposite, like the douchebag Southern, you know, dick character, Chase Andrews. And it was so much of, of the, you know, like, oh, well, this guy didn't really work out. So now this guy happens to be here. It was so much on that. And I wanted more of the, oh, how did this body get found? What is it, the investigation? More of, you know, what stuff could like have that. Ad- what could have added, and here's where the book, you know, you instead of like when you change things from the book to the movie, the movie to the book, I thought it would be really great to see more of Chase's life to make him more of a sympathetic character at times in the very beginning, especially like, 
you know, he was supposed to be, you know, um, not really spoilers, but, you know, he he had relationships with the girls or he was supposed to be married to someone. I want to see more of his family life because you, you see his, um, there's just one scene where his mother is like, oh, it was the Marsh girl who did that. And you never really see her the rest of the film. So I wanted it, you didn't feel that kind of like, people looking down there because we didn't really get to see a lot more of her in town where in the book there's a lot more of her kind of being judged and you know she does look like she, they're kind of like this feral child like who is this you know so there was that could have been better served instead of kind of having this film where it's kind of weird where it starts off like a court drama and like we see how she came to be but I would have liked a little bit more of that and I think they could have almost done better than the book did I think. Another big element of the film is this lawyer character played by David Strathairn, who has clearly had some history with Kaya, um, you know, seen her around as a kid. So I do like the element that he takes a liking to her and is willing to step out to be like the only voice of reason, knowing that, you know, it's most likely that she didn't do this because of the facts. And she clearly is just going to be pronounced guilty because people are going to judge her purely that she's the marsh girl and all these rumors and stuff and i liked a lot of that storyline but it did feel like sometimes the the courtroom scenes went by too fast or there wasn't enough of them or didn't feel as impactful and even like by the time without giving away what the verdict was it didn't feel like a big like oh this is the moment we've been waiting for and i think i wanted a little more of that courtroom drama too there was a flare of it but not enough and this is where i kind of come down to again as I mentioned with the screenplay writer, this is like her third project. And the director, Olivia Newman, she's mostly done a lot of TV show. And I think sometimes when you are taking on a, a movie that's going to be adapted in this, this book, I do wonder if a more seasoned vet of a director and writer team would have tried to go a little more authentic with the grittiness and you know elements. Because I, I think it looked great. The acting was good. There was some scenes that to me were like clearly it looked like all of a sudden we were standing in front of a green screen. Uh, it was very jarring. And I was like, this must have been some reshoots uh, that happened. There's a few scenes where I was like, oh, we were in the marsh a second ago. Now we're in front of a green screen, clearly. Um, and that stuff always just looks awkward to me, you know, overall. Well, and that kind of goes back to what I'm saying is there's one of those projects where this might have been served. Now that we've seen the success of these limited series, like you said, Under the Banner of Heaven, this might have been better served as like a limited, like eight episode series where the whole like scene where very similar to like these books, like defending Jacob and stuff, where it's like you have this whole courtroom thing going on. So, you know, something's going on or there's going to be something at the very end, but it just, there's so much to pack in and it just, it felt like it was rushed at times, like you said, and it was kind of sloppy and choppy. It's, again, I get, definitely agree with a lot of the critics. There is a bit of an inconsistent tone and it's, as you said before, Chris, we got on here, the trailer made it look completely different than when you thought. You thought, oh, I'm getting this like edgy kind of thriller. Yeah, like I, I haven't thought that there's nothing like this really in the movie. There's one scene that's kind of similar, but I thought it was going to be a whole like, I thought the whole ending was going to be this big long chase scene. Like Man, this manhunt or the marsh you know, hunt. You know, <laughs> a marsh hunt for her and how she survives and almost the predator style of her like blending into the, you know, and coming up and killing people. <laughs> that actually would be really exciting. I'd be like, we, we changed was, the book uh, completely. This, was, this wasn't the Quentin Tarantino version of where the crowd had sing. But I mean, the acting was good. I, I enjoyed the elements of, you know, the area. There's a lot of great stuff about her story. And it does kind of portray what are the possibilities for someone, even if they're in such harrowing, you know, surroundings of nature over nurture. 
what outcomes can happen for them when people take a chance on them. So I like the message of the film. There was a cool couple twists and one that I won't give away uh, that got me pretty like, okay, that was great. I just wanted more of that. I wanted more of that element. I think that would have made the film a little more successful. Uh, but overall, for this, you know, being, I, I'd be curious to maybe not read the book and see uh, what all the hype's about. Uh, but I'm going to give it like seven out of ten for where the crowd I'd see. Yeah, I'd even give it more of a six to a seven myself. But um, I, I agree. Again, you know, the the sets. I wanted. I just wanted more. I mean, the sets, the cast are great, but I definitely wanted more. I wanted a different direction, and I wanted just more of a clear consistency throughout it. But Hey, why don't you all go check it out for yourself and tell us what you think. Hey, go read the book first like uh, myself and Chris Beyonce did. And, uh, or go see it now in theaters where the crowd dad sing. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email the Potential Podcast at Yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.